Hey, welcome back to First Issue Club. This week we've got Reaver on Image and Second Coming on Ahoy Comics. We can't say Ahoy normal ever. Hey, clubbers, welcome to the best comic book podcast in your current feed at this moment. This is First Issue Club Comic Book Podcast. The podcast where we read and review comic books every week. And the type of comic books that we read are number one, first issues. We're here to lead you through the muddy and sometimes murky world that is the comic book landscape. We are uh, repellent to neckbeards in your comic book shop. So join us on this wild and wacky ride. Did you like that one? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Repellent to neckbeards. That was a new one. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. New edition. Really, yeah. yeah. Wraps up what we are. I think that's really, really good. More than anything else you said. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a diss on anything else. No, 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 no. I I agree. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Next time you can use the We Are the Battering Ram to take down Comics Gate. (laughs) I like that too. (laughs) If I could ever get Gwar to be on the show, would that be okay? I yes. I accidentally bought a comic signed by Gigi Allen. Why? No, you. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the comics I bought. Oh, shout out to Secret Headquarters in L.A. They were a fucking awesome comic book store that I went to. And I bought some zines there, and I opened them up and discovered that one was signed by Gigi Allen. Like, for real, for real, signed by Gigi Allen. Yeah, I bought it for $3. Did they know it was signed by Gigi Allen? He's the Did ty- he sign it in his own <laughs> shit? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the, the, the comic book is... Bat fucking shit crazy. Not shocking. Yeah, and I think the type of people that are into him probably buy like like his jizz and things like that. Oh, so, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's <laughs> fucking rad, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, it's funny to just be like, oh, cool. <laughs> it says hi, friend. So it's like he said hi, friend to me. Yeah, from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah. Uh, we've been traveling a little bit. We were having a bunch of fun. Um, we recorded our 100th episode. We are finally back in the studio with our best friends. And by best friends, I mean you guys and all of the audience uh, that's listening to us. So here today, we have Budget King, we have Greg, we have Caitlin, we have Mike D. And now we got to talk about a shit ton of news. Greg, what has happened? Alrighty. Well, a lot has happened since the last time we've talked. I'm going to make some quick bullet points and we're going to barrel through these. Chime in if you got any news. It has now come to light that Mad is now deceased. The satire humorist magazine that has been revived twice times is now dead indefinitely. Uh, any thoughts on that? It recently got renewed, thinking that like it would be popular back on or on DC. Right. Well, the thing about Mad magazine was like it was something something for teenage boys to hide under their bed. Yes, And now teenage boys just hide that in their bookmark folder (laughs) and don't really need a publication to hide in between their mattresses. It's never going to be as crazy as, like, those kids' Tumblers or, like, Reddit feeds. No, no. I mean, I I feel like Mad TV was out of date in the 90s anyway. Mm -hmm. So why they revived it may have just been a novelty thing for... I don't care. (laughs) You guys are 100% right that, like, it's... Outgrow- we've outgrown the need of, for Mad Magazine. And, right. And they can write all their funny, quirky quips that they want, but someone on Twitter is getting to me way faster and has something way funnier probably than you're going to construct in a short comic strip and a couple cheeky articles. I agree. Next, <laughs> breaking news. So I'm trying to keep it moving like a choo-choo train. Uh, Mike D., you told us a little stat here that Black Cat Number 1 outsold... 
deceased number two, and you were pretty amped by that. By something like 100,000 copies, and I felt very validated because deceased number one sold so, so, so many copies, and I hated it. <laughs> and I thought, am I the, am I the crazy one? Like, what, was this good? And I think overwhelmingly you kind of get the idea that so many people dropped off of it that not that many people actually liked it. And maybe I have opinions that are good. <laughs> uh, it's all about the boobies, baby. <laughs> well, the story in Black Cat 1 and 2 wasn't at all booby-ish. She wasn't, like, getting stuck the, in a vat of butter and having cover, to squeeze through cover was, a Boy Scout camp. The cover was boobylicious. Yeah, they always are, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you're validated. You should be validated. DC Thank sucked. Uh, Black Cat is fun. You're a webhead, so you're going to defend that to the grave. So. Yeah, and that's even like a side character. So something that is that small of a niche character with not that big of a draw, really surprised that it did the numbers it did. She has not made an appearance in a Spider-Man movie yet? No, there's talks, but... Who knows? I don't even know if she's been teased. You know how, like, a Uh lot of times it'll be like, here's your alter ego, but we don't see you as the character. Mm -hmm. No one, they haven't done a nod to that even that I'm aware of. Yeah, I think Sony and Marvel are going to fight over that for a while about how they want to introduce that character, if it's going to be a solely Sony thing or if they want Marvel to introduce her and whatever. I wonder if ScarJo could play her. Next topic. (laughs) Next topic ScarJo (laughs) says she can play anything. Anything? ScarJo, can you play a chair? Well, I think we have to give context here. The context is she has been casted as um, she was in Ghost in the Shell, which mm-hmm. was the role was a Asian Female. character, yeah. and she is not. Mm-hmm. She was casted as a trans character. Is that correct? I believe so. In, in the trans Rub community, and Tug. what was it? I believe the movie is called Rub and Tug. Okay, well, she was cast as a trans character in that, and the trans community was not too pleased. And she played a computer voice? Ah, uh, yes. And Taking she, jobs away from other computer and voices? she's not a computer? <laughs> but she has a voice, so halfway there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's stupid when people say that. That they can play anything? They can play anything they want, because you can't. No. Yeah. They, there was, I went way down on this Twitter hole for, like, way too long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, everybody is just like, you fucked up. And then she came up with another quote today. She just rearranged the words from the same thing she said. She, like, said the same thing again. Um, She said, like, you know, acting shouldn't be politicized and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. If the character's black, probably should be a black character playing it. Right. (laughs) I think it's, it's, it's probably somewhat tough for Hollywood because they've got to put butts in seats, right? And they want stars, and we found ourselves in a position where, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of um, trans stars. Like, n- no one really, like, pops to he- my head that's, like, a megastar that's going to put butts in seats. There's no megastar. There are, you know... Plenty of celebrities that are trans, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah, but you're right. So, so it's... I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a weird world in here where it's, like, actors are acting... And what they do is embody, you know, different different people, whatever. But um, she's not the first one to have played a trans person. I think the argument is that, like, y- you could eventually find somebody. Like, yeah. I-, I bet there are ten great fucking trans actors mm-hmm. that could have killed the role. 
you just you got to hunt a little harder, and you gotta you don't get as a list of an actor, but you certainly get as good as a performance. One hundred percent. And then you change somebody's career, and that's the whole point of representation is to like let the underrepresented rise up. One hundred percent agree. Well said. So, I. What else have we got? Ding, ding, um, ding. Well, also... Uh, is that the word we say to move it along? Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> that's my cue. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is this week. It kicks off Thursday. Um, any Normally during San Diego Comic-Con, you get some new trailers out for movies you've been looking for. You get some new comic book news. A lot of exclusive toys, comics. Covers. Uh, cover, like all that kinds of shit. Um, what are we looking for? I mean, Marvel says, and DC hasn't really said they're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con this year. You think we're going to get any kind of Marvel news or DC news as far as their movies or anything? I mean, yeah. So SDCC is way more about the bigger macro fan um, and the movie shit and stuff like that. And so TV show like Walking Dead would always kind of do something huge there. Right. That type of thing. So I think we're going to get way more of that. I think they blew their load on... um, NYCC and uh, Chicago when you guys were there on a lot of the other, like the events announcements for Marvel. For comic books? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to be glued to Twitter, but I think, yeah, a lot like you guys are insinuating, I think a lot more of the exciting news we're going to get is going to come from like HBO or or movie Which is studios. just as fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to, my guess is going to be that we're going to have some details teased or some sort of announcement of that first Game of Thrones spinoff. Ooh. That's a good call. That's really yeah. cool. I could see them announcing the next Stranger Things, too. Fresh off the heels. There's probably going to be a Stranger Things panel, right? Yeah, you would the, think. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And then, and because uh, Euphoria j- got announced already. Mm-hmm. I haven't even watched that show yeah. yet. Is it good? Um, I'm going to watch it next week when I'm on vacation. So All I'll get... W- tune back. Tune back. Jesus Christ. Tune back. Tune in in one week and find out if Euphoria is any King good. liked Euphoria. Is I'm it on close an... enough for a Black Widow preview? Or... Oh, good call. Well, they they have been filming, so there could be a teaser trailer or something. It would be cool if they showed Mulan, uh, the trailer, but then they put uh, Mushu in it. <laughs> they're not going to put Mushu in it. They have already said they're not going to put Mushu in it. But that's the whole, that, isn't that the crazy marketing, <laughs> girl marketing thing they're doing? I hope what they do is put the animated Mushu in from the from the yeah. cartoon and Cricky. Yes, the cricket. Yeah, I mean That's, two vital characters. Cricky, Cricky. That's not the no, cricket's you're trying to say name. Crikey. Is it? It's something. You're it's, Australian. A, it's a variation of cricket. Of Cricky. Crickety. <laughs> you nailed it. One thing we don't have to wait for San Diego Comic Con to hear is that Lovely. Thor Four has been announced officially. With uh, a director returning, I fucking can't say his name. Taika Waititi. That's the one. He's back. Are we excited? I know yes. I am. Yeah. Very. Yep. I couldn't be more pleased. That's this generation's Napoleon Dynamite. No. Yeah. No. It's like it's 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 like a. No, no. Napoleon Dynamite is my generation's Napoleon. I think it Dynamite. has way more. Um, but it, this is Gen Z's Napoleon Dynamite. I think it has way more like appeal rather than just being like niche jokes that are like. I don't know. I I think it's the first movie that a lot of high schoolers see that say, this is the king of comedy. (laughs) Okay, so how about this? How about this is their generation's super bad? Great. Speaking of book smart, fucking amazing. Uh, I heard it was good. Everybody should see that movie. I heard it was good. 
Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, Thor 4. I hope they put in Better A Bill, the horse-faced yeah. Asgardian dude. And I also hope they put in the, the Thor frog. Ooh, that would be good, too. Yeah. Throg. Throg. I would love to see a little Throg in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think it just goes to show you that then phase four, is mm-hmm. that what we're in right now, mm-hmm. is space. I mean, yep. that's, that's where they're going Cosmic. Yeah. It's the cosmic phase, everybody. Which is everybody's favorite type of storyline. Yeah, leprechauns got better in space. Boom. Yep. <laughs> Critter, Jason. Critters in space. Jason in space. And this is going to sound Muppets. like... This Muppets. Is gonna sound oh, Muppets? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Point. You put anything in space, it amplifies it by SpaceX 10. This is going to sound like a joke, but it's actually scientific. My dick got bigger in space. Oh, you've been to space. <laughs> I haven't been there, but it but would... But your dick has. It would have been. Made, yes. Just yeah. sent it it's up there for a while. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, everything's better in space. Ding, boom, ding, ding. Boom, boom, boom. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, let's see. Jeff Lemire recently yeah. announced on a Batman book and The Question. So t- what I would believe, two miniseries, I'm guessing, right? Those yes. aren't going to be continuing runs. Correct. Um, great. I love that. A lot, a lot of people want to see that happen. I think the illustration will be amazing, too. I hope they let him do some artwork. Oh, have we talked about what DC's doing? Not with the cardstock. <laughs> they've, they've cut everything else, and it's going to be under three... Uh, main houses now for all their titles. DC, Black Label, and DC Junior. Oh, I didn't know the DC Junior part. Yeah. So they're like, they're just, they're condensing everything. They're separating it into three different houses. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I don't have much else. Um, War of the Realms is officially over, mm-hmm. and I give it two Greg Lichtai thumbs up. Bing. <laughs> that's all I got for news, and that's the news with Greg. I'm going, I've been squishing this Starburst the entire time during the intro, so I'm going to eat it, and can you guys uh, start the podcast while I, while I squish in the microphone? You mean we get it started? You gotta stop it. <laughs> you gotta stop it. Go ahead. First up, we have Second Coming on Ahoy Comics. We talked about Second Coming uh, a while ago because DC had it and then dropped it because of the controversy of it. And um, yeah, so now Ahoy picked it back up and we got it. It is by Mark Russell and Richard Pace. Greg, what is this comic about? Well, this comic's Pretty self-explanatory. It uh, goes through the story of the creation of our world through the biblical text, um, and it follows God and him trying to uh, make a paradise for humans, humans fucking it up. Then Jesus goes down and says, hey, maybe I can fix this, and we all know how that goes. And uh, some time passes, and God uh, sees a superhero kicking ass down there, and he pulls his son Jesus in. He goes, Jesus, look at this guy. He's doing what you should be doing. What you should have done the first let's have, time. Let's have him raise you. <laughs> and so now we have this story of this superhero trying to uh, teach Jesus the ropes down here on Earth. And I got to say, uh, 
I loved this goddamn book. Well, surprise twist, Jesus ends up teaching superhero a few things. Yep. Didn't see that one coming. Well. It's not all, I mean, it's, it somehow manages to have a actual heartfelt, fully developed and thought-provoking, like, message about the teachings of Christ that I was like, I didn't, I thought that was going to, it was going to be total parody. Insanity. Like, and this should have been actually, a mad magazine, but no. I didn't actually expect that the author was fully delving into this and trying to actually get his interpretation of what yeah. these teachings were. And actually has a pretty good knowledge, it seems like, yeah. of the uh, Bible in, in some ways. Yeah, there's no real middle ground when you go to uh, satire the Bible. <laughs> it's, you're, you're either you do have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and just want to be slanderous. Or you just really, really research it and go, you know what? I think I have a pretty clever twist on this, and here is what we get with Second Coming. And I hope DC's execs are just kicking themselves in the butt right now because this book was so good. This thing is uh, a better evangelist uh, tool for Christianity than uh, people handing out uh, tracks on for uh, drunkards in, in a bar. <laughs> I would agree. So you're saying that... Uh, People trying to convert people to Christianity should take second coming into bars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and be like, hey, can I talk to you about something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? They uh, make fun of the Adam and Eve story? I loved that. That's like so... They're eating dick fruit? Yep, they're eating dick fruit. And he was plays... Your... He's playing with his dick. Yes. I love that he's like figuring out how his yeah. dick works. That was my favorite dick I've ever seen in a comic. Um, did you guys like how God looked like Kenny Loggins? <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> he seemed a lot more like Zeus. And a drunk. I think God looked more like Kenny Rogers, and Jesus looked more like Kenny Loggins. Oh, okay, sorry. Correct. I get my Kennys yes. mixed up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good Yacht Rock correction. <laughs> I Yeah, I it manages to strike irreverent notes that are maybe going to be offensive to some people, but not in a... They were not to me personally. I think they're only offensive if you're, like, the type of person that you actually think, like, the world is like whatever, 3,000 years old. Well, and I think if you're thinking that this book is trying to give you an accurate portrayal of what even the author thinks God is like, then you might be offended. I don't even think yeah. he's trying to portray like this is what I think God is doing or saying. So I actually think that atheists, full-on atheists, would also hate this book. Really? Probably so. Um, yeah, because I think it humanizes like Christianity a little bit mm-hmm. and like gives it like it kind of it doesn't say it's all fake. It it like it kind of is straddles the line between some between both. And I think atheists like they just want a book like when you open it up that says it's all fake. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they just want to see like a dinosaur skull fucking Jesus or <laughs> yeah. something. That's what atheists want. Well, or, like, and again, yeah. like the irreverence yeah. is is mixed with the stuff that is very sincere and very, um, I don't know, like very true to the message that the author is trying to and it's not a message of this is all bullshit that's the only day to, way to like appropriately do satire or anything is to have some heart in it otherwise it just comes across as like mean and shitty and that's pretty vapid and empty mm-hmm. i think the overarching theme to book of mormon and this book is doesn't matter if you're religious or not religious the key is to help people and try to make things maybe a little bit better every day, which is something that essentially everyone can get behind. Also, if you came to that conclusion through reading a book that told you Jesus was how to do that, totally fine. Like, if yeah, that, if that good, made, you, actually, if that you, made know? you a better person, like, I'm not going to bash that. Yeah. I think, too, if you're going to read this book, spend the time. I know it's like a full page 
and then another page on the back, but like read the notes that the author has to kind of situate why he did this story, what happened with it, and why they still wanted to publish it even after getting dropped once. Be- because it, it does a... The other thing I, I think it does a fantastic job with is why he decided to set this in the superhero story. That was really fun for me to read. Because he goes into a little bit about like superheroes don't actually embody what we think of as like good in terms of like Christian ideals or what Jesus's teachings were. And like they're just punching things better on one side than they are on the other side, punching them for good versus punching them for bad. And oh yeah, it was, was a really good juxtaposition of putting this this God into the scenario where he's like, no, no, no. Like why why are you going in and just like kicking at like you you can talk to them like we can there's a better way to do this you're not really doing what's good here in this scenario yeah honestly i'm so glad that he put that in there because when the superhero appeared in this i was like come on that's too much yeah i was like why why like learn how to write something else but this the notes in this totally saved it for me (laughs) which to me i was hyped on this book for a long time it was in the previews, and I was like, this is going to be great. I think it really it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it seems interesting. And I got really sad when it was dropped, and then now it's here, and I think it, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Did it live up to your hype? Yeah. I loved it. I will say at, at first, the reading into it, it felt like, like one of those like kind of coffee table books where it makes fun of religion. I don't know if that's a thing. I just made that up. But it, it kind of it kind of <laughs> felt like the type of jokes you might hear making fun of uh You thought this movie was the, gonna, the, you thought this book was going to be like easy joke after easy the, the Bible. And joke. then once they got into like Jesus being a character and like doing all of that kind of stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." And like yeah. I was I was the exact same way. I think at the top there's a lot of uh potty humor. And maybe just some like religious humor lobs that they throw, and that were just a little too easy to catch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and once yeah, once you started getting into like the relationships between people and and the present day story, that it was easier to forgive some of those those things off the top. When Jesus and uh, uh, Sunstar go on their first mission, and they come across a church. And Jesus points at the crucifix and goes, "Uh, what is that?" <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, uh, Sunstar had to explain to him, well, that's the uh, imagery that your followers use to uh, identify that they're Christians. And he goes, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) I think he says trigger warning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) And I've always thought that was like a funny thing that uh, Christians and uh, the the like do. And it's just like, wow. The thing that kind of made that joke was really, really funny to me. Yeah. And the creator... Gave us one of our best friends from the podcast, the Puss Man himself. Yeah, he did. Snagglepuss. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yep. The Puss Man. The pu- Puss He's man. the Puss Man. <laughs> 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 I wonder what Snaggle's up to. He's doing Hamilton stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. he's, he's been famous. So, Hamilton's yeah, thank- baby boy. Mm-hmm. Good to have a friend. But um, Second Coming is here. <laughs> it is back. It has risen. I loved it. I think the club genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah, go support. Uh, support. Ahoy, ahoy <laughs> go support com- the hoy. <laughs> ahoy comics.
And now we have Reaver out on Image by Justin Jordan and Rebecca Isaacs. Justin Jordan brought us other books like Luther Strode and... Death of Love. There we go. Cool. He did some good books. He also did some like Green Lantern stuff for DC. So he's been... He's seasoned. Yep. He's a seasoned writer. So here we have Reaver. And what is happening in Reaver? Reaver. All right, everyone, listen up. Turn off your computer. Put your pen down. Focus on my voice. Stop driving. For one second. (laughs) Pull over. Here's Reaver in one sentence so you can just completely get the vibe of this book. Medieval Suicide Squad. It is a gang of villains brought together to commit a crime to help the kingdom and if they don't do it, their heads will explode. That's it. This could have been on DC. This could have been on Image. It is on Image. That's all you need to know. They're getting a bunch God, of criminals and prisoners so together right. to do something. They're like, I was going to fight you on it and say there's like tweaks of variance, but it doesn't even matter. You're just, you're so right. There is a Harley Quinn character. There is a Killer Croc character. There is a Deadshot character. And there is a someone else. You know? I- I was, a Joker character. I was going to say Suicide Squad dropped into Game of Thrones because there's Ooh, like yeah. blood magic and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they can see into the future and affect like the path of people from taking the blood of people. That which, was cool. Which was kind of like a theme in Game of Thrones. Can I say that like for the lead up we gave it and how it's like this is just we can sum it up things in one you already sentence, know. but like yeah, and like I already get that yeah. idea and like what the group makeup is going to be, that we would just immediately turn to shitting on that. But I I really enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I had fun meeting the characters right. and uh, the idea of imagining them going on a quest now and like the book just started. Like so much fun, so entertaining. When I closed the cover of this. Uh, I felt like, man, that was an impactful book that like st- probably stuck with me more than any other uh, comic I read this week. It was I, really, really, really good. I, I, know I goofed it in the front, but no, it was I, a fun read. I agree with that. One of my favorite things about this comic is like it stumbles along and then it John Wicks. And then it like oh it, it just like, it John Wicks hard it John Wicks like here and there <laughs> just is like whoa hella violence like didn't see that coming and that is always a winner for me. Yeah. Whenever there is quote-unquote hella violence in a comic book, we are pretty much on board for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the big bad seems like a really big bad. Like, Oh, my God. That, that guy's so got, awesome. They've got stakes. Magic has rules, and magic is taking way more than it's giving to anybody. They're killing hundreds of people daily just to spy on the other team, essentially. And not only that, the way they spy is this dude bathes in the blood of prisoners, and he sees the future. That's some sinister ass shit. And the the way they drew the blood, like dripping down mm-hmm. into him, it's basically a whole building dedicated to like draining. It's like a people. waterfall. Anvil. Yeah. Oh, the anvil. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It there. Yeah. There was some good artwork here too. Oh yeah, Rebecca just crushed it with mm-hmm. this book. It was wonderful. We're on first name terms. Me and Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> Becky. I didn't. I. You're she right that, that um, okay. this character. Oh, what's her name? Um, she's the one with the teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, who that, bit off a guy's dick? Yeah, a motherfucker dick. Um, <laughs> she. I don't. What? Where are they getting the makeup? Like, it was. I didn't realize how Harley Quinn-ish she was until you said that. But. Oh. <laughs> like you're in a you're in a cell. I have to assume you've been think, there for a while. I think she Why? just. It could have been like soot. 
Like she, she got yeah. some black soot in her eyes. Maybe she's, she's a just fan, pale. A fan mm-hmm. of the crow. It could be a tattoo. She could have cried when she got arrested and they never let her wipe her face. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. true. And then also use some of it as lipstick. Yep. Yeah. My one gripe about this comic book. Ooh, uh, hold on. Everyone sit back. I'm guessing you can can guess. Is it the guy has a giant dent in his head? No, I don't. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of dents and heads, but that wasn't what got me. Okay. I think I know, but I don't. Tell us what is have it? To... There is one and only one female character in oh, this whole no. comic book. Oh, I did not see that coming. Um, and I feel like you have a whole team together, and you made her crazy, and you made her bite off dicks. Mm-hmm. I felt like he could have snuck in another female somewhere. Um, I felt like even honestly, I think the lead could have been female. Like, there's no reason why. Sure. It, yeah. yeah couldn't, absolutely. Couldn't have been female. So. Or the you know the person that he's with in battle, or the you know there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. I would agree. Do you uh, hold it against this guy that he ran away from oh, the battle like a bitch? No, Thess. <laughs> Thess or Tess or what? She's mm-hmm. female. Oh, it's okay. I was wondering there's about two. that. Yeah. Okay. So oh, wait, I, she I is? assume retraction. Yeah. Uh, oh, I they thought call g- her a lady. Gender neutral. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you. Uh, it was just like a fancy little elf. Well, you know what? Shame on me for assuming they were male. He says certainly not with a lady, and then she goes, like intimidates him, and he says, yeah. As "Oh, yeah, that lady with the shaved head." Yeah, her yeah, tongue, yeah. Her tongue's cut out. She doesn't talk. Right. Correct. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So one speaking female. <laughs> yeah, who's crazy? <laughs> the way Madison the Avenue once has it. been mutilated. Yeah, yeah. the other good. one has good, monster good, good, teeth good, good, to good. bite off dicks. <laughs> <laughs> super super cool book right yeah and and like it felt digestible like it's a vast medieval world yeah but you're like it gives you one singular focus you know what to root for it's well like a, like what, what what mike d was saying like when i finished the book i felt good like i felt like i had got a full story i felt full like i didn't i wasn't wanting for more like i, I got a good story in the first issue you hardly ever get that nowadays, as we've come to, you know, find out with this podcast. We're done. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's been lovely seeing all of you again on the First Issue Club. And until we meet again, sayonara. Ahoy. <laughs> this has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. Hi, everyone. It's Greg Lichtai, winner of 2015's Most Likely to be Mistaken for Seth Rogen Award and star of the 2007 viral news story Man Throws Up on Mascot. Today, I'm here to talk to you about something that's very important to me and threatens the safety of our youth. Every year, three to four cases of Boppet-related injuries are reported, and we believe that's three to four too many. Injuries include sore wrists from twisting it, bruised palms from bopping it, and lastly, complete renal failure from pulling it. The carnage has to end. That's why I've created the nonprofit foundation Stop It to Bop It. We provide support to victims to Boppet-related accidents and financial support to eight survivors with their mountains of medical bill debt. In time, we hope to completely eradicate Boppet-related injuries that have been plaguing this country's youth for decades so that they can finally stop living their lives in fear and live in a future that is full of possibilities. If you'd like to get involved, go to www.letskillboppetforitscrimes.net and join the resistance today.